0: Welcome back to Office Chats, a podcast presented by Madam Blue. I'm your host, Valeria, and today's guest is Grayson Defonso, the founder and CEO of Buddy Love. In 2010, Grayson left her showroom sales position with $10,000 of savings and set out to create a fun, bold, and confidence-boosting clothing brand with her husband and biggest supporter, Buddy Defonso. Today, Buddy Love is a $15 million business that is loved by influencers and has been featured in Elle, BuzzFeed, and more. In this episode, Grayson chats about the highs and lows of starting a fashion brand from scratch, how she's cultivated high converting influencer relationships that boosted the brand's success, what it takes to retain top employees for years, and much more. Let's get into the show.
1: I am Grayson Defonso. I am the creative director and CEO at Buddy Love Clothing Label, and we are based here in Dallas, Texas. And I have really been in the fashion business my whole life. I went to TCU in Fort Worth, where I got a fashion merchandising and promotion degree. And then I moved to New York, where I worked for Nicole Miller, and I did PR there. From New York, I moved to London and I worked for a shoe designer there on Bond Street and I stayed there for a while and I really loved that. And then I went to, I I went all over the place. I was a manager for a White House Black Market in the Caribbean and then I decided it was finally time to come back to Texas after traveling and being gone for so long. So I got a job at the Trade Center here in Dallas and I started working for a showroom doing wholesale sales.
0: Awesome. You kind of have done a little bit of everything when it comes to the fashion industry. For sure. I'd love to learn a little bit more about how the concept for Buddy Love came to be when you were working at that showroom and how you decided to launch your business and set it apart from other clothing brands on the market.
1: So I worked for a wholesale showroom for a long time and I loved my job. I loved what I did. I worked with fashion designers from all over the world. So it was an amazing job. And I traveled to all the trade shows and I loved what I did, but I did not love who I did it for. I was like, I think I can do this on my own. It's time to go out on my own. So I left and started my own showroom. I did that for four years before I actually started my own clothing label. So for four years on my own, I was helping other boutiques style and merchandise their floors. So I would just grab, you know, this top from this designer and this top pant from this designer and start putting together capsule collections for boutiques to sell on their floor to make a beautiful story.
0: Interesting. So when did you go from curating collections for other boutiques to creating your own clothing brand?
1: When all the designs would come in, I would say it's kind of got a little stale. Like the shirt would come in. I'd be like, oh, if they had just done it in this color, it'd be amazing or, if they would change the sleeve on this, oh my gosh, it would be fabulous. Or why couldn't, you know? So in my head, I was really redesigning collections my whole life without even knowing I was really doing that. There was just a really big void in the market. I just wasn't loving anything, but I had amazing customers coming to me for clothes. And it kind of happened organically. The buyers would come into my showroom and say, I'm here to see Buddy Love. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to buy, they're going to buy whatever I make. That's how it started. I was like, buddy, I think I can do this. I want to design my own collection. He's like, well, here we go again. I was like, do you have any money? He's like, no. So we figured it out. I took out some credit cards. I mean, that's what I did. I didn't have Mm -hmm. any money. So that's what you do. And then I found production partners and how I found those partners was from being in the business for so long. Mm. So when I've tried everything from PR to wholesale and everything, it really was important because I met so many different people. So I remembered this guy that I had met who ran a production company and I called him and was like, hey, it's Grayson with Buddy Love. I want to start my own clothing label. He's like, it's about time. Let's go, baby. And I was like, okay, this is it.
0: That's awesome. That's so good for listeners to hear too. Like we've talked about this on the show before where even if you're in a job that you don't really love and you don't see yourself like there in the future, it could be setting you up for success later down the road you could meet people that later in your career could help you out. So that's awesome to hear that your whole career was kind of setting you up for where you are now with Buddy Love.
1: 100%.
0: You had to take out some credit cards to kind of get the ball rolling. Yeah. You connected with some people from the past in your career. What else were some of the first steps that you took to launch Buddy Love and put together that initial collection of designs? So
1: when my aha moment was, you know, I, they're going to come and they're going to buy these clothes. I... Feel very lucky because I hear people, you know, all the time, I want to be a clothing designer. Well, I had had that in the back of my mind forever, but I already had a built-in audience. I knew I was going to make my collection and take it to market. And we started with my first collection. It was for holiday. It was about 20 styles. Market in Dallas is four days. We have it five times a year, four days. And by the end of the four days, it was completely sold out. Wow! So I was like, This is it. This is it for sure. But definitely I started small. I did 20 styles. Now we have 200 styles a season. And then, you know, I would go talk to my manufacturers and be like, listen, I am brand new. I'm starting out. I want the minimum. So I begged for the minimums, you know, like, please, I'll be a repeat customer. I can give you 50% up front or whatever you need like just make this order happen for me and in a small way and I can guarantee you I'll be a customer for life if you work with me. So definitely the key to is being confident with yourself. Like I am selling myself, I'm selling the story and I'm selling, selling this brand and I am not I'm not backing down. I remember My first trade show with my own company was in magic. It's called the magic show. It's in Las Vegas. It's the biggest fashion trade show in the world, really. And it's actually going on right now. My sales team is there, but I remember going and I went and got a tattoo on my wrist. I got my logo (laughs) and I was like, listen, if I tattoo this logo on my wrist, there is no way that we're going out of business. Like this is set in stone. I will not fail if I tattoo this logo on me. And it, luckily we're still in business.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. You're like, I'm in it for life. There's no going back. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. There's no going.
0: Wow. I love that story. Let's get into the designs a little bit more. I'd love to learn more about your process for creating like the bold eye catching prints that Buddy Love is known for.
1: We are definitely known for print and bold prints and color. So when I meet with buyers or now customers from across you know, the U S they are looking for, they say, when I want a show stopping piece, I come to buddy love first. So we like to say, we have you covered for all of life's biggest events. So if you have a baby shower or a honeymoon or a wedding or a vacation or a bachelorette or whatever, you're coming to buddy love. And really I, it's from my love of colors. It's just really started with that. And it's funny. I talked to my mom about it a little bit. And she was like, you were obsessed with getting, your pastels and your crayons and your watercolors and your markers and doing color combinations and like how you would make this shade work. And really that's still what I do today, literally every day with a CAD designer. I would say around 70% of Buddy Love's prints are custom. You know, we are making them, I'm working back and forth with a CAD designer who then, you know, we get our print, how we want it. And then we go to put it on fabric. So really just making amazing color combinations. I would say, you know, first and foremost, I was a stylist, but I'm also, you know, always up to date on the latest trends. I love finding all the hottest trends and how, how am I going to make a neon work for the buddy love babe, you know, and always keeping my customer in mind, like, okay, feathers are a big trend, but how is that going to translate? How am I going to make that wearable for the buddy love babe and really take those trends but making them easy to wear where you can figure it out without having to try too hard
0: yeah that's huge because I feel like for a lot of trends that's the biggest pain point is like how do I actually wear it and look like myself buddy love does a great job of taking the trends and still making it like cohesive with everything else that you might have in your wardrobe
1: yes like if you know the crop styles are very in but, you know, for a little bit older customer or just customers across the board, you know, I'm going to add two inches to that crop and then I'm going to pair it always back with the high waisted, you know, and I'm going to style it that way in every photo shoot or and I'm going to tell my customer exactly how to wear the trend because a lot of people need help with that and that's what I love doing so it just comes naturally to me like. How are, how am I going to take this feather? How am I going to take this crop? Mm -hmm. How am I going to take this wide leg jean, you know, and just show them how to wear it in our marketing and our branding.
0: Yeah, definitely. Your styling comes in handy there, right?
1: Right. (laughs) We are doing photo shoots all the time here.
0: That's awesome. I want to talk a little bit about what it's like running your business with your husband, who's also your childhood sweetheart. And then maybe you could also share kind of how the name of the company came to be.
1: So my husband is Buddy hence the name buddy love buddy and i met in fifth grade we were in the same homeroom class and we became instant best friends i mean he was like a tiny little italian in silk shirts and i was like a full-grown woman so we became like best friends um and then we went away to college and i came home and we were i was like okay i think i love you after a few beers i was like okay this is it (laughs) and um so ever since then ever since college we've been together And, um, on and off throughout my my travels and working with Buddy is the best thing I could ever do. It's definitely challenging, but it's amazing. And the name Buddy Love came from, so he was always at my house in high school and hanging out with me and my girlfriends and my parents would always say, Oh, Buddy Love's here. Is Buddy Love staying for dinner? Oh, where's Buddy Love or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that was just kind of my parents' nickname for him. And they gave him that before we even started dating. So when I went to go name my showroom, I just kept coming back to Buddy Love. And he was like, why would you name your business after me? Why don't you name it Grayson? And I'm like, I just feel like it's meant to be. It's cute. It's creative. It's a story. And so really, you know, what sets Buddy Love, I think, apart from other brands right now, is there is a real story. There is a real Buddy. There is a real Grayson. We have two little girls. That's why we started our Mommy and Me collection. So it's just a real full circle branding thing. But working with Buddy sometimes is a challenge. Yes. So here in Dallas, we have three warehouses. So next to each other. So I am in the warehouse. We do creative and branding and photo shoots over here. And he runs more of the operations. So he is figuring out how to get the product here, how to pay the bills, how to do all Mm -hmm. the stuff that I do not want to do at all. Some days we can be here and not ever see each other. But the, the main key that we've learned and I learned a long time ago is we do not carpool on the way to work. That does not work. So he is super high energy in the morning and I am too, but he's just like very aggressive. He's like, let's go th- do this and do this. And we need to start this and we need to start this. And I'm like, you need to give me a cup of coffee and you need to chill out because this is making me upset. So we definitely do not carpool anymore because our energies do not match in the morning. And that has been the, the key. But other than that, you know, working with your spouse, nobody wants better for you than your spouse. We want the same things. We have the same goals. Is it hard to turn it off? Yes. Do we talk about it all the time? Yes. Our kids are like, oh my gosh, please. My biggest pet peeve I would say is like, it's 10 o'clock and I hit the pillow and I'm like, oh yeah. And he's like, can you believe what happened today? And I'm like, can we not right now? I'm trying to mellow out
0: (laughs) yeah I can see why carving out that alone time and that off-the-clock time is important but I love that you guys are in it together and the name just suits your aesthetic so perfectly and I think it's great that you are a family-owned business and sharing that passion for it
1: yeah It's been super fun, definitely. And having my whole family involved has been amazing. And he um, worked at another job for a long time. And then I was like, listen, like we're growing so fast. Like, I don't know what to do. I need, I need you to come in and help me. And he was like, deal, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. but it was definitely, it's that jump. It's that leap. You know, he had a corporate job with insurance and all those things. And it was just finally time to take in and take the jump and move forward. And so it's been super fun. And I know that
0: your team has grown since you've started as well. I'm curious what your team looks like today and how you attract and retain top talent.
1: My team has grown so fast in the past couple of years. Um, In our Dallas location, we're around, I think we're at 35 here, which is crazy to me. Just a couple of years ago, I remember starting in January being at 12. I've had employees for a long time. Once they start, they really don't leave. I would say like a lot of my staff started out as interns and then I'm like, wait, you can't leave and they don't want to leave. And so it's just been amazing that way. The biggest thing is how we keep them is the golden rule. Treat others as you would want to be treated. We are a very work hard, play hard mentality. These girls have amazing lives that live here. Like you want to go on a two-week honeymoon? Cool. Get your job done. Work hard, play hard. Let's go do it. You want to go to Europe? Cool. Let's do it. Work hard, get your job done, go do what you want to do. Giving people the freedom to have a life. You know, when I worked at my other company was definitely something I did not have. And that was just super important to me as a boss to have my people feel that. I remember being scared to even ask, you know, to leave 30 minutes early if I had an appointment or I had to leave town or catch a flight. I remember having anxiety about that. And I was like, that's so stupid. Life is way too short. So I just, you know, really convey that to my staff here and it works really well.
0: That's amazing. It's something so simple, but I think a lot of companies take for granted how big of an impact just like treating someone as an equal can have on the entire organization.
1: For sure.
0: 100%. Can you talk about a challenge you faced while growing Buddy Love and how you overcame it?
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, money. So, cash flow, I would say, is the most important part to any business. Um, we have little challenges all the time. Um, a sample comes back wrong. A sample doesn't make the trade show, so it misses the sales. This sleeve came in wrong, but I have to take it to market with the wrong sleeve. Yeah, like all that stuff I can deal with. That is so easy. Like, if I got upset about that, I'd be upset all the time. Like, no, that is not a big deal. Um, But I would say for any company and anybody starting out, cash flow is the most important thing. Understanding your finances is super important, you know, and I did not do a great job of that. I am a creative. I'm over here making the clothes and I'm like, oh, I can, I know I can sell it, but you know, you have to pay for it first. So that was definitely something difficult that I have learned. If you are not good at something, hire somebody who is, and I am not good at the spreadsheets and the math and the finances and all that stuff. So I have put an amazing team in place. I have a CFO now, I have a CRO, I have all the things that came naturally when it was time. I figured it out while I could, and then it just got to be too much and hiring people who are smarter than you and are more knowledgeable than you is amazing.
0: That's a great point. We all have weaknesses. And when you're in a position where you can learn from someone else to benefit your business, it's just a no brainer. How does Buddy Love approach influencer marketing to reach your target audience and boost sales?
1: We love influencer marketing. We have a brand team and the brand team works with influencers as well. And we do a couple different things. So Really, it happens organically, like a blogger will love buddy love and then they'll do a try-ons and really it's about consistency. So we have a couple girls who are on retainer. We send them packages every month and you know, they have a code, which is amazing for us and amazing for them. Their customers get a discount code and we're able to track it and then they're able to track it. And it's super satisfying for them to see their sales and get a percentage of that. And so they love it. I would say there is no one and done. You are not going to get the job done. If you just hand a girl a dress one time and they wear it one time, that is not going to work out for you. So really nurturing those relationships is super important. And then also we do about four influencer trips a year. Those have been huge for us. So, I mean, I don't even know what it is, but I would say it's at least 5 million eyes on us for the week of the influencer trip with everybody's audience put together. So to launch a new season, you know, we'll have a group of influencers. We'll go, you know, either to Fredericksburg or we're going to Tulum next week for a photo shoot and an influencer drop. But the brand team, they book the hotels, the restaurants, the activities, all that stuff, but putting that all together and then having the influencers share it has been a huge help that's what we do. We do the monthly contracts, the influencers, and then, you know, UGC user generated content is like the way of the future. So I can tell you that buddy love is great until I'm blue in the face, but having other people say it is what, you know, really resonates. Also, we're really starting to do TikTok a lot. We just hired somebody who's a TikTok expert. So hopefully we're going to start doing that too with product seeding. So a little bit of everything.
0: When I see the Influencer trips on social media, I'm always like, wow, that must be so much work on the back end. Even planning a trip for yourself is hard. (laughs) So I can't imagine like for a whole group of women, and then you have to like coordinate your own branding into everything. So that's awesome that you've seen a return on that investment for your brand.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's crazy how many details go into it. Mm -hmm.
0: How do you involve the larger Buddy Love community in the brand's creative process?
1: The first step would be the influencer drops because they are coming to me and telling me, this is what my customer would love. I know my customer would love this. And then I'm still at every trade show here in Dallas. And so really hearing what the buyers want, what the buyers say, they have firsthand knowledge. We're in, I would say at least a thousand boutiques across the U.S. So they come in and they say, oh my gosh, I could not keep this on the floor. This was amazing. Do this again. Do this again in a hundred pieces. Don't do this again this was too short, give it an inch, you know, they're really out there selling the product face-to-face every day. So I would say that's huge for me too, is getting input from the buyers. And then really we're active on our social media. Like if I'm going on a design trip to LA or, you know, if I'm starting at the beginning of a new season, I'll drop a question box, get on my social and say, Hey, I am really deep diving into spring 2024. I want to know, what do you want to see? What did you love from last year? What do you, what do you want to see more of? What do you hate? Tell me all the things. And we, I really do get a lot of feedback that way.
0: I love that. That's something I feel like I don't see a lot of brands doing enough of is having direct communication with the designer and being able to just shoot your shot of like, hey, this is something that I, I want to wear that I haven't found. So I think that's awesome that you do it through social media with your, your customers and your followers.
1: Yeah, I love hearing it because I mean, at the end of the day, we are nothing without the, our followers and the people who are buying buddy love. So I definitely want to hear what they have to say for sure.
0: Is there any other advice you would give to someone looking to start their own clothing brand?
1: Uh, yes, go work for a clothing brand. Um, surround yourself (laughs) in the fashion business, you know, starting your own clothing line, you're going to have to do all of it from PR production, wholesale, retail, all of those things are super important to starting a brand. It's not just about making a beautiful garment. It is really not. It, there's so much more to it than that. So really learning the ins and outs of the fashion business, I would say, is a must for anyone who wants to start their own clothing label.
0: That makes sense. Like learning the behind the scenes before you really take it on yourself. Yeah.
1: yeah. Le- running a business is a totally different thing than making a cute garment, you mm-hmm.
0: know? Yeah. I know you've had a lot of great company milestones. You've reached like over $15 million in sales, which is just huge. Can you share with us any particularly memorable moments or accomplishments in the history of Buddy Love?
1: Yes. The biggest one that comes to mind is we opened our very first brick and mortar store. So we have a Buddy Love boutique in Fredericksburg, Texas, which before the pandemic i said i would never open a boutique i was like no 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 i don't need to do that and then ever and then after that i was like oh my gosh i want a store like people since the pandemic have really shown brand loyalty which is amazing um and so i was like i want to be with the customers so we opened fredericksburg and for our grand opening weekend there were so many people there like people were lined up out the door and i was like just really shocked and surprised and I would say, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, what do you mean? We're here for you. We're here to see the store. We're here to meet you. I'm like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, so just having that moment and that weekend with the followers and that they're actually, they drove hours to come to the store, to the opening to meet me and buy the clothes and see the store. I think that was like a really big aha moment because, you know, so many times of the time I'm just here in my warehouse or working on social or, you know, very behind the scenes. Um, but to be front facing and having people just like freak out was pretty amazing. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I'm, I'm in Austin, so I'm not far from Fredericksburg. I need to go check out the shop. I haven't been.
1: Oh, for sure. I love Fredericksburg. So we, Decided on Fredericksburg because Betty and I are both from the Hill Country. We're from New Braunfels. That's where we met. Um, But Fredericksburg is the number two wine destination in the U.S. behind Napa Valley. And they've got like 90 to 100 wineries there now. Um, It's so much fun. And I think it's like the number three bachelorette destination in the U.S. now, too. So it's just like a fun place. It is growing like crazy. On the weekends, it is just like the place to be. Um, Tons of bachelorettes and those... Girls love Buddy love, so we love dressing them and stuff like that.
0: yeah, I think it's such a smart move, especially too, because you're a Texas brand. So, like to choose somewhere in Texas that has like roots for you and buddies is really cool as well. Yeah. you mentioned that Buddy is very involved in like the operations and logistics of the company. Can you walk me through your approach to managing all the inventory that you manage and your supply chain logistics?
1: Yes, okay. So, Well, supply chain, I'm not going to lie, since the pandemic has been a challenge. So for the past three years, we have been dealing with issue after issue after issue. Timing is a big deal. My samples are arriving. Everything is just really hard to get here, um, from samples to production. It is taking a long time, and it is difficult, um, and it's not going to go back for a while. I'm thinking things are not going to get back to normal for at least another year. So dealing with those challenges has been a big issue, but to kind of plan my merchandising and we have a buy grid, which is also what, you know, my CFO and my CRO put in place for me. Basically, they tell me exactly the amount of money, like they're like, you need to place this much amount of product. So I get everything from them. We split it up by month. And I get all of that from my financial team. And then I go back in and I design and then I designate where to put everything. And so really just like keeping us on track with the buy grid and stuff like that has really helped.
0: That seems like a great setup, especially with you having so many moving parts to your business. You probably know better than everyone since you've worked in fashion your whole career that it is a very competitive industry. So how does Buddy Love stay competitive and continue to grow and gain a consumer base.
1: I think that we stay competitive by, you know, telling our brand story. I mentioned a little bit earlier, we are one of the only brands right now that has a real husband and wife team behind it and a real family and a real story. So, putting ourselves out there, I mean, which I was, you know, a little nervous to do at the beginning, but really, you know, we are a brand, we are a family. So, putting yourself out there, I think separates us from the pack. And, you know, I am just a trend driven line. So the trends, uh, we're always going to be on trend, we're never going to lose that. And so I think that's definitely something that we have going for us.
0: Is there any exciting projects or collaborations that you're currently working on that people should know about?
1: Yes, lots of exciting things. (laughs) This year, we are hoping to open a store in the DFW area. We've looked at a couple places, and we're just trying to make the final plans on that. We are finishing up the paperwork for Nashville, which is super exciting. Oh. Um, so that location is opening in 2024, which is good. It gives me a little time to figure out how to do all that. <laughs> opening brick and mortar is definitely new for us. That's you know hiring a lot of new people, figuring out a lot of stuff. So I'm glad that I have some time to figure that out. We're going to Tulum next week. We're shooting four influencer collabs for this summer. So both of our swim drops are going to have influencers behind it. And then two clothing collections. And then I was just working with Ray Lynn last week. She is a country music singer. She is amazing. She is definitely going to do huge things. And we are coming out with a collection with her next fall before her tour. And it's gonna be amazing. I'm just super excited um, about all the fun stuff that we've That's have
0: a lot. Out. That's so exciting. Are you sleeping?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I I do sleep sometimes. It just depends. When I'm in design mode, no, I do not sleep. I design all night in my head, but he's like, oh, have you slept yet? And I'm like, no, but it's amazing what's <laughs> happening.
0: Well, how do you find a healthy work life balance with all of these projects and responsibilities on top of your daily tasks and your role as a wife and mother?
1: The number one thing is self-care, taking care of yourself. When I start to freak out or feel overwhelmed, I'm like, okay, I need to take a break. I need to take a five. I'm going to leave the office early. I'm going to go pick up my kids. I'm going to go on a walk. Knowing when to take a step away is a big deal. I love making time to go to the gym in the morning, going on a walk, taking time, actually drinking a cup of coffee. I don't ever have time to do that unless I literally specifically wake up early and make time to do that. And take care of myself. And when I go, go, go and put all that to the side, that's when I start to get run down. So really putting yourself top priority, um, is a big deal. And when you're in startup mode, you definitely don't do that, but you also thrive off of that. So you just have to know when you need to take a step back.
0: Yeah. That's great advice. I like to close out each episode by asking our guests to provide a few words of wisdom I feel like you've done that throughout the entire episode, but I want to ask you anyway, (laughs) what is your biggest piece of advice for founders and entrepreneurs?
1: Do what you love. You will be successful if you are so passionate about it. You cannot eat, sleep, or breathe anything else. So if you're going to go for it, make sure you love it. And you are sure you are 100% sure because it will take up your entire life. Um, But also surround yourself in what you want to do. If you want to go work at a startup, like kind of like we talked about earlier, you know, surround yourself with amazing individuals, people who are smarter than you know more than you go learn from them, because nobody knows everything. And you definitely don't when you're first starting out. So take that opportunity to go work different jobs and see what you love. And you know, that might change and you might learn things along the way. So I definitely think that's super important.
0: Thank you so much to Grayson for joining me and thank you to everyone listening. You can find Grayson on Instagram at Buddy Grayson and check out her amazing brand at buddylove.com. I hope you join us next week for a new episode of Office Chats.